0: Episode 38 Welcome to Dharmic Evolution Hey everybody, I'm your host James Kevin O'Connor Singer, songwriter, audio-video artist and master storyteller Let's take a ride to Austin, Texas We're going to visit with Heather Ann Havenwood Now this lady is a serial entrepreneur Started from nowhere, realized the power of JV marketing, but she elevated herself to chief sexy boss. Gotta love that. Strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. On the Dharmic Evolution today, I'm so delighted to have Heather Ann Havenwood. And Heather is just, you, you've been churning it up since like the late 90s in the internet Um community space, and you've got all these great companies, and I want to welcome you to the show, Heather.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you for having me.
0: You know, it was so funny, the way we got connected, um, I saw that I think you had just given me like some kind of props on LinkedIn. It was just a little... um, It's just a little note or something. And then, uh, you know, I looked you up and I said, oh, this is somebody I would love to interview on the show. And I reached out to you on Tuesday and it is now Thursday and we're doing the interview. So I can't thank you enough for being so gracious and you know reaching back to me. This is just awesome.
1: Sure. No problem. I like to get things done fast.
0: I could tell you're a lady of action. Yes, I am. Let's do this. So um, you're a serial entrepreneur, I love that title, sales and marketing coach, copywriter, small business activist, and this part I love, chief sexy boss. So (laughs) give me the lowdown on that one. How'd you come up with that?
1: (laughs) I love to take all credit, but actually it was a friend of mine, Joe Sugarman, who just said that one day to me, he's like, you know, you're like sexy boss. And I went, oh, I love that.
0: And did he oh, offer to work for you?
1: It. So now we <laughs> trademarked it. How about the, that goes right? And uh, when I when we went through the process of trademarking, we're actually still in the process of it. It's taking like three years. Um, you know, we had this attorney. He's and the attorney's like, oh, it's not going to be a big deal and all that good stuff. And I said, okay, great. Well, um, then they all of a sudden contacted me a few weeks later and they said um, Hugo Boss is a little upset that you're trademarking this. I'm like, what Hugo Boss? Like, who cares? Hugo Boss care about little old me. Yeah. You know?
0: What is Hugo Boss? What is that?
1: Is Hugo, Hugo Boss. Oh,
0: Hugo. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay.
1: New York, you know, conglomerate, billion dollar company or whatever. So, yeah, they, I'm like, oh, well, I guess we're on to something. So, yeah, we are, we are negotiating <laughs> right now with Hugo Boss. I feel so, you know, privileged with that. But actually, you know, they just want to make sure that I don't use the word boss the way they, they had the word boss. And, right. Uh, right. Yeah, so, Anyway, I just found that kind of like funny that Hugo Boss is thinking this little girl in Austin and who's trademarking sexy boss might be a threat.
0: <laughs> you see, you you're very intimidating, Heather. Uh, you know, yeah. I tell you, they got you got them shaking in their boots. <laughs> exactly.
1: It, it, you know what I learned though, because a friend of mine was like, you know, you can go on the the morning show to to talk about this. I'm like, what would you? What would I say? And they said, well, you know, that Hugo Boss actually got start with uh, Hitler hugo boss was a tailor oh it's a person hugo boss is a person's name and he was a tailor and he actually got to start by doing the nazis um it's very well known fact it nazis i guess uniforms that's how hugo boss got to start
0: no a kidding i did yeah. not know that no wow kidding.
1: so so a friend of mine he's a copywriter copywriter goes can you just imagine the headlines you know Nazi company going after small little, you know. <laughs> you could like, get a lot oh of play
0: out of that. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
1: Let's do it. I'm like, I'll do it. Yeah, it'd
0: Let's be go. a PR nightmare for them. I know,
1: right? <laughs> like, Let's do this. Go
0: ahead. Hey, so um, I don't. I'm not going to go to a to a script or anything here, but I wanted to ask you some stuff about your business because, um, for, by the way, your website is great. It's just Thanks. awesome. You have so many. Um, so many opportunities for people to take advantage of all your wisdom. And uh, I wanted to ask you about the 2006 thing when you started and developed your online business and how you just, you had no list apparently and you just said, okay, I'm going to do this. Can you kind of give us that, that path of how that all happened?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually a great story. And it's also what I call the, uh, um, my heel story because, okay. um, when I first got my start in the internet marketing business, you know, I was working for the people and, and, and learning the ropes. Um, and then I got an offer one day. They said, this guy came to me and said, hey, I want to start an on, you know, online business. I want to do information marketing. but I don't know information marketing. You do. Let's partner up. And I said, great. So I partnered up with him and I said, okay, your job is to be the face and the, you know, the expert in this field. Right. And I'm going to do everything else. I'm your 50-50 partner. And he's like, no problem. I'll do that for you. And so we became partners, and he, he was good. He, he did exactly what I told him to do. I created the cell scripts. I created uh, the seminar. Uh, created his first product, helped create his first information marketing product, and then my big thing was we didn't, you know, he didn't have a name, he didn't have a list. We went from zero to a million in one year. And the big thing that I did is I focused on JV marketing. That was my big focus, okay. and that's why I'm still at today. I still focus a lot on JV marketing, email marketing is kind of my niche, um, and I focus a lot on building those relationships and leveraging other people's lists and saying, okay, hey, here's this person. Well, you know, you send this, you make a percentage. If you if they purchase and you make a what I call a lion's share of the percentage over us and we make money on the back end. And so I created this whole platform. So can I stop
0: you just for a second? Do you do you give them more of a premium on the in other words, it's not 50 50 you're giving them more.
1: Yeah, 50-50 is normal, obviously, but I believe in giving the person who's bringing the list the lion's share.
0: I see. Focusing
1: on the back end. Today, Groupon does that. Good old-fashioned Groupon does that now. And the problem why people don't like it is because most business owners don't understand that um, 50%, giving away 50% up front is is nothing because you should be probably giving away 100% up front and you make all the back end. right. Right. So, uh, but people, the relationship
0: go, well, is most it's, valuable. It's
1: the relationship and getting that customer in the door. The customer long term value is right. the key piece, lifetime value. So, that's what I did for this particular company. Now, I say it my Achilles heel because it was my, you know, big win, my first one that I really did out the gate by myself. Uh, he was just kind of the face. Um, and at the same time, though, he, I, I d- didn't know this thing called contracts and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> sticky <I didn't>, little,
0: <laughs> sticky little detail, right? <laughs> yeah, I signed
1: this thing, but I didn't really understand it. And I was young, and I, you know, was so excited that someone believed in me, that they would go fifty-fifty partner. That I didn't really understand that he just let me build his company and then took it. So, I came home one day, and all my money was gone. All the money, all the money was gone. All the bank accounts were gone. The entire list was gone. Everything was gone. And so, within six months, I, I lost my house. I lost everything. I.
0: I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's horrible. It's okay. It's,
1: it's actually okay, you know. Honestly, well, I think now it's just, okay. <laughs> it's okay now, but uh, yeah, at the time, it was my my ego was extremely bruised. Yeah, you know, and uh, it was like I'm over and I'm done with this. And I, that's where I really learned with this, you know personal development. I think that's when I really hit the bottom because I had this kind of ego that you know I'm unstoppable, right? And nothing can stop me. And I'm smart and I'm intuitive and I I, I have it all going and nothing can stop me. And that was when I hit, what I call hit the, my head on the concrete. Right. And actually, I I, I did something really weird. I um, moved to Marco Island, of all places in Florida, uh, on an island, literally. And I just kind of sat there, for a right. year.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Did you get a good tan?
1: Uh, I kinda little. <laughs> I definitely went to the. I, I the only thing I did focus on is I made sure I went to see the sunset, every day as much as possible. No right. Matter, so you matter so matter.
0: you were healing.
1: I was healing,
0: right, Completely. and, and yeah. you were, and you were grieving in in some way. I mean, you know, it, it is a loss. It's a huge loss because you obviously you worked really hard. You put together this strategy, and someone was, um, you know, somebody just did you over in the worst possible way. I mean, it's yeah. just horrible.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a um, an eye opening experience. But that's why I say serial entrepreneur, because I don't think you can be an entrepreneur without having one of those. If you ever meet an entrepreneur and they don't have one of those, they're not an entrepreneur to me. You know, they, they yeah. haven't gotten that that word. It's kind of like a, in an artist. You know, it's like having a song that sucks. You know, it's like, you think this is it. Right. You know, and then yeah. like, no one likes it. It's just one of those. Ah, right. to sort of makes <laughs> you go deeper yeah. into yourself. But honestly, of this, um, that was 2006 what's the year, 2015, interesting story. If you believe in karma, if you believe in healing and in a higher space and the energy of life, which I do, um, about two months ago, two months ago, I fly into Vegas. Now, meanwhile, all this happened when I was living in Florida. This particular partner lives in up northeast coast area, okay? Right. okay. And um, I fly into Vegas a friend of mine picks me up at the airport, and, and I say to him, hey, will you take me to Whole Foods? Because I like to go there and get water and food and stuff. I'm not a big fan of the Vegas food. So okay. I, I, he goes, no problem. And we get there, and we go to the little area where you get, you know, um, uh, fresh food. And, you you know, you get what I call the cafeteria area of Whole Foods. Right. And I no one's there. Like, for some reason, it was, like, empty. I don't know why. It was, like, empty. And I look up, and that guy is standing right in front of me.
0: What, what guy, the guy the, the, that did the you ex-prior. originally was, oh, you're kidding. So, yeah, like no so what right. happened?
1: I just, it was this weird moment, you know, of like, you know, one of those, like, I, I want to kick your ass. Yeah. However.
0: Are you a jujitsu black belt as well?
1: <laughs> I wanted to be in the moment. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, here we are almost 10 years later. And I'm like, huh, why is this happening? Yeah. Huh? You know, and there was this moment, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I just said, hello, and I said his name, and he said my name, and there was this weird moment. You could tell he wasn't very, like, enthusiastic to see me, okay, by the way. No, no. And his business is still thriving to this day, so by the way. So, you know, like, he's very fine. Um, And I I just said, you know, good to see you.
0: But you didn't mean that.
1: (laughs) No, I, I think it was a, it was a, it was like a forgiveness, like a moving well, on. Well, that's
0: that's powerful if you're able to forgive I him. Did. But but why why did he not ask you for forgiveness and apologize? That's I think, what I
1: think he has the balls. That's
0: ridiculous, <laughs> man. That's ridiculous. So
1: I just want to say that, uh, and I do believe in this. Karma is a bitch. What goes around comes around. Yeah, you know it really it really does. And I think if you treat people with respect, no matter what happens, and you treat yourself with respect and value, everything always comes back around to people. It might not in the moment, it might not in a second, but I promise you over time it will. So.
0: so tell me about when you were down in Florida, right. Yeah. And you were on that island, like, you know, a year went by probably very fast actually. Yes. Um, but you know, you, you seem like I can just get that you're such a high energy person and you were healing and you were just like probably smelling the roses and just, embracing the smaller things in life at the time yeah. but what was going through there's something going through in the back of your mind were you synthesizing all your experiences and saying hey I'm getting this idea that I want to do X on my next quest I mean how did that kind of play out for you
1: you know that's a, thank you for asking that no one's ever really asked me that question um, I, I went into this fear of just you know, I'm a go 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 person. I'm a high energy. I'm a I'm a drive A personality. I I've can been tell. Ever exactly. <laughs> so me slowing down was just weird. It's
0: hard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was like. Strange and Marco Weiland, if you have ever been there, and it's at the tip, tip, tip of Florida. Okay. The energy is about a one. So New York is like a ten, right? You yes. walk, you step out in New York, is like Whoa. okay. Yeah. Marco's like a one point five. I mean, he's like you have, <laughs> it's like forces you to slow down. You can't go fast. If you go twenty five miles an hour, people scream at you like, "Why are you going so fast?" Right. The average age is eighty. Okay, you okay. Can get the world of it, right? right? It's beautiful, but it's it's slow down mode. Yeah. You know? So right. I was I was actually. Not enjoying it, it was more like a torment,
0: you okay. know. I right. think the
1: universe was like, You need to, you need to slow down, but it was like, No, it yeah. was more like I'm fear, mad, I can't keep it, you know. So, I, I, over that time, I, I learned to relax, I right. had to learn to relax. And I remember going to East Coast, Florida, one time to visit a friend just to kind of get out of the island. And we went to Starbucks or something, and he looked down, and I think Reagan died. I think it was Reagan died. Okay. And I looked down, and I go, wow, Reagan, Reagan died? And he's like, oh, that was, like, months ago. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on an island. Like, I don't even know what day it is. That's yeah. one thing I learned. Like, I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what time it was. I woke up when I woke up. I had coffee when I had coffee. I went to bed when I went to bed. I never looked at a clock, and I never looked at what was going on in the world.
0: Wasn't that good, though?
1: It was great. It's, yeah. Because I unconnected. I yeah. just It was awesome, but I did learn something very, very powerful, and I'll share that because I think this is something that entrepreneurs uh, don't realize that how brilliant they are for knowing this, but they don't even know they know this. Let me share it with you, okay? Sure, please. Um, And it's a profound, it's a profound thing I learned. So um, we are taught, I'm going to, so, you know, overall humanity, I would say Americans, we're taught work, 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 and then you retire. Right. Whatever that means. yeah, and then you retire and then you you know you live on an island like Marco Island and you enjoy the good life. these words we've heard before, right? right? We still hear those words um get your pension, blah blah blah, 401k so you have the money when you retire. okay, so fine. So here I am at the age of 32 and I'm literally living in retirement land. I mean, the average age is 80. There was two other people in the entire island that were in the age of 30. We became friends because that you was all of us. had to. It's the law. Yeah, we had to be like, oh, <laughs> oh, my God, you're not 80. This is great. Yeah. And the only place everyone hung out was um, was Starbucks. So you could go to Starbucks at any time of the day right. and it'd be packed because they have nothing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where are they going to go? So they hang out there. All day, But it was great. I started to hang out there because you they'd start talking stories, you know, and like their life and everything else. Here's what I learned. So Marco Island's gorgeous, but there's definitely a distinction. Like you have the the condos on the ocean, whereas like a two-bedroom goes for like two mil. Right. And then if you have like a corner, a corner of the ocean view, if you have a view, then it's like 2.5. And if it's full, then it's five million, right? Okay. But across the street, literally, you go down the elevator, you get off your... You know, you get off, you you walk across the street, you have these cute little what I call Florida condos. They're a two-bedroom, two-bath. They're like one fifty. okay? Okay. So you got $150,000 little condo with an Oldsmobile outside. You get the picture, all gray Oldsmobiles. And then across the street, you got $2.5 with a gray Lexus. Okay. Right. All right, there you go. That's the entire community of Marco Island. But the guy over here on the right with the $5 million house, five million dollar condo and the guy on the left with the $150,000 condo, they still live in the same island. It's still gorgeous, right? Yeah. And they hang out together. So here's what I realized. One, when people got to Marco and they, quote, unquote, were fully retired, they died really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a massive – they'd get there healthy and then they would – here they have this gorgeous island. And then they would die within five to seven years because there's nothing they're looking forward to. The other thing I noticed is when they got there, they all end up in a box, meaning the $5 million condo or the $150,000 condo. You're all end up being in a brown box with a brown four-door car.
0: Yeah, you're still in four walls and nothing to look forward to. Exactly. Except the news every day or whatever they do, you know.
1: Exactly. So at that moment, I made a decision. I'm no longer ever. Going to retire. Hey, that you're world. you're my
0: girl. I, I I'm this. I'm with you a thousand percent. She
1: never exists.
0: Exactly. It's it we're, never we've we've, ex- been I, I mean, we've been taught all wrong. I I mean
1: taught all wrong. I've seen
0: this for years. Like you're yeah. absolutely right, Heather. It's like. You're shutting off all your creative power, your ability to to reach out and and help people's lives, all the good things in life, right?
1: I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, look at the Rolling Stones or some amazing um, artists that are coming back out and they're touring. People are saying, "Why do they do? They have this money. Of course, they have enough money. It's not about the money. Right? It's about constant creation. Right." And the people that I met that were entrepreneurs that still were creating in the ages of 70s and 80s, they were healthy. They're the ones still playing tennis and golf, you know, and their businesses are thriving. They're not in it maybe every day, but they're still doing something creative. The right. ones that what I call had the most of them were had like the government jobs and they really were like retired. There's nothing else for them to do because they're gone from the job. Yeah, They're the ones that would fall into bad health issues faster because they stopped creating
0: yeah even you know? these um I've been doing yoga for over 12 years hot yoga and some of these people like these ladies in their 90s doing mm-hmm. hot yoga and they and they're they have like more mobility than some kids in their 30s it's unbelievable
1: I agree I love I love hot yoga Bikram yoga is my
0: yeah my thing. I did Bikram six years it's a it's wonderful Hey um I want to ask you some more about these seminars you did and you, like you've you've done like over 350 seminars and events like yes. with all of these big players, and um, not that I'm diminishing, you're obviously a big player as well, but uh, just to tune into some of these people for the audience Richard Flint, John Alanis, Susan Bratton, Alicia Little, Tom Antion, uh, uh, Antio,
1: Antio, yeah, Antion, Antion,
0: <laughs> yeah. Alex uh, Mandosian, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Joe Sugarman, Anthony Blake, David Lacani, and Robert Shemin, and, yeah, and Robert a Sheeman. bunch more. Yeah, um, there's a lot more.
1: The w- most recent one I did was a success magnet seminar. It was in Vegas in 2013, okay, two years ago, and that was with John Benson, uh, John Carlton, Joe Polish, Joe Sugarman, and myself. I'm missing. Right. Yeah, that's it. They're all copywriters so and entrepreneurs.
0: So, tell us what this was all about. Like, what did you guys do?
1: So, uh, it was Joe and I were the hosts. Joe Sugarman and I were the hosts. The intention. At the beginning was to, one bring copywriting to entrepreneurs because I oh. think it's the number one underutilized skill set for entrepreneurs.
0: And do you feel that still today, yeah. Heather? Is it oh, okay? Yeah. Okay.
1: I do believe that. I think uh, writing and selling, selling via words, either right. by voice here or in presentations, speaking or on the internet um, or publications, it's like the number one skill set every entrepreneur. Should have.
0: Okay. How about, does that apply to video as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any kind of medium, because to me, the internet is just a medium. Right. Billboards is a medium. Uh, TV is a medium. Direct response mail is a medium. It's just a medium. And the number one skill set to be able to sell products and services is copywriting. And really, Joe Sugarman, who's a world-known copywriter, he um, he's really the one that instilled that in me. And has okay. shown to me, as he said to me once, he goes, you, he goes, I know, I have the confidence that if any of my businesses fail or whatever happens, it's okay, because I know I have the power of the pin. And when I have the power of the pin, I know that I can sell anything. And when I can sell anything, I can make money. Right. So it doesn't matter. And there's a confidence there.
0: So he doesn't need a 401k. Right. Who is it? Jeff, Jeff Walker, uh, relates this story where he said he was standing on a little league field and some woman came up to him and said, Hey, um, listen, Jeff, what are you doing about your 401k plan? How are you investing? He says, I I don't, I don't have one because I have a list.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I I, I get that. And
0: And he said, he said, I wasn't, I was sort of being smart ass, but I was being serious and funny at the same time. And then he explained it to her, you know, but, but that goes back to what you were saying earlier, as far as, you know, we can really change our thinking that, you know, it's good to put money away and all that and, you know, plan for the future. I'm, I'm not against that, but this idea that you have to get to a certain age and say it's all over. Yeah. It it, doesn't. That's work. crazy. Yeah. So, so tell me more about the copyright. Like, like, how did that, how did you guys present this? Like, um, it's, it was um, like a big seminar?
1: Yeah, it was. What was interesting was that some major name, name um, people in it. The jo- these guys are by themselves could hold a seminar and, and get thousands. But what was interesting is because there was such high profile people there, people didn't believe it.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> so
1: we only had, how many do we have? Less, less than a hundred people there. Um, which we were kind of surprised by, but the the what we got from afterwards was because of course you know it spread word spread and stuff like that was oh I didn't believe it that you know I'm like well. It, was, it happened, you know, and because of that, almost every single person got almost one-on-one attention from anybody they wanted. You know, right. Joe Polish, John Benson, John Carlton. John Benson was there the whole weekend. John Carlton was there the entire weekend. So they just hung out in the back, and whoever wanted to talk to him, they talked to him.
0: So that was amazing to get was, that it, kind of attention. I mean, if you were the reciprocant of, of being there and saying, wow, I got all these people, like, locked in a room. I can,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. But the one thing I did learn from that is, it just I knew copywriting is powerful, but I never really got how powerful until that weekend. Because Joe is in his late 70s, I think at this point, 77, uh-huh. seven, seven, 78. Great, great guy. I mean, he's still very, very uh, successful and, and, and strong. Like he actually, he's pull-ups. Just, just, he's amazing. Right. Yeah. But then you have um, John Benson. He's, oh, I think John is in his 50s. Joe Polish, I think he's in his 40s. I'm right. And this kind of, they've all had a different experience of their own of their own volition in entrepreneurship. Right. And they've all kind of gone in different directions, you know, in what they teach, but they all come back to copywriting. Like the okay. skill of copywriting, like the groundwork is always copywriting.
0: Right, so that, so that really drives your success, yeah. yeah. It drives
1: hey. everything. I mean, it really does drive your Success and I recently did a year long worth of improv and share that with you. And believe it or not, I don't consider myself an improvisational master. The name is improver and I'm improver. Right, okay. um, I don't <laughs> consider myself that kind of person, but I learned I went to the school of it because I wanted to learn the art of improving copy, right? You know, not uh-huh. scripting it. Yeah. So that's another element of learning copy is being able to on the fly create it.
0: So in other words you want to be able to speak almost like extemporaneously just like right off the cuff it doesn't sound scripted it sounds like it's really coming from the heart. Absolutely. Which is the way most effective I'm sure.
1: It's also the art of storytelling. Storytelling is copy.
0: Right. Hey I want to I want to skip ahead to you're the author of Sexy Boss. How the empowerment of women is changing the rule book for sex money and success. And I already bought a couple of your books and I won't even tell you which ones, but but it's um tell tell us for these uh, single guys out there, um, and there are many. So you seem to have a handle on how to coach uh, not just ladies, but men on yeah. how to handle the dating world, which seems to be just, I'll just give you my quick take. As a yeah, single man for for quite a while now, like fifteen years, I've been divorced now, and um, you know, I don't cruise bars for women. I don't like online dating, and I'm real, real busy with what I'm doing in my new businesses now. So um, I've been a little bit like, it's like, all right, if I if I date, fine. If I run into somebody, I'll go up, in, but I'm almost like I don't care. I'm so disgusted. So. Tell me and other men like me what do you, what have you done to fix this? <laughs> and and well, guys first of all, who are...
1: <laughs> you're, you're normal like what your experience currently is very uh, normal and that's what I hear. Most okay. of my guys on my list are what I call men over the age of 35 or 40. Most of them have been divorced. They have some kind of life. You know, they either have kids they're dealing with from their previous marriage or and or a career. Like, they're up to something, right? right. They're busy. Yeah. And then there's this thing called, you know, I want to have a partner and, and then I want to have a sexual life. But, you know, what do I do? And then I don't want to have a gold digger. How's that work? You know, yeah. so there's all this, like, stuff you have to deal with now as a single man. Right especially over the age of 40, 45. It used to be, you know, you pick up a chick when you're 21. You don't care if they're a gold digger or not, like, you're earning money anyways. or Who cares, right? So, right. So, right. you know, there's things you have to protect now. You know, well, like it gets kids. a
0: little exhausting. It's, you know, it's it, like, it oh, my exhausting. God, are you kidding? I could be, you know, and it's like, and it's not all bad. I'm not saying, I'm not being... um I'm not saying because, you know, the sex obviously is wonderful, the companionship. And if you do it well, I consider myself, I do it really well. However, all the things you're describing are the things that keep you from going, eh, you know what, I'll just work out more and I'll just, I'll go into the city tonight by myself and I'll still have a good time. Right. But given my preference, yeah, of course, I'd be rather be with a hot, charming, entertaining vivacious. Am I covering it all? Yes, Lady.
1: vivacious. I'm like, oh, that's me, that's me. Okay. Oh, just keep describing me. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding.
1: I'm kidding. Uh, but it's also the, the other element of that is the woman today has changed.
0: Okay, yeah. A lot.
1: Right. You know, so there's how what I usually deal with on a daily basis and what I call the consistent complaint is you know, how do I communicate with these things called women? Like, I don't get it anymore, you right. know? Right. And uh, what I focus on with them is how to be uh, a great man mm-hmm. and you will attract a great woman. And that sounds uncadruntuitive because I think a lot of uh, just people, not just men, I'm just going to say men because we're talking about men, but it's not like I'm not blaming them. It's like, well, you know, I I want this and that's she doesn't have that. I want this and she doesn't have that. It's like, well, what kind of woman you want and what kind of man do you think she would want? Right, And the number one mm-hmm. complaint I get from women is there's no good men out there, right? So, um, and what do they mean by that? What they mean by that is what I call men who are in their own essence, who are conscious, who uh, are men. And it sounds really funny, but I'll tell you a story is that one uh, the guy I'm dating currently, he's what I call a true man. But on our very first date, and I, you sh- I think he had food in his mouth and he almost spit it up. But I said to him, "Are you gay?" <laughs> and he, you know, right. knowing him now, it is funny. But at the time, this is our first date. I mean, I literally met him really fast, and then it was like, "Okay, here I am." We just ordered a glass of wine. We're now at dinner. We've now ordered a meal, so we have to we have to stay. So now I'm going to ask you questions. Right. Okay, that's kind of how that goes in my head. Right now, I get to ask you questions because now you're committed to at least for an hour with me. So. I ask questions, and uh, I said, "Are you gay?" And he, you know, I'm to spit up food like, "What the heck? You know, right. what the heck? And I just answer the question. He's like, "No," you know. And then what? You know, later on, I explained it to him that in today's world, you don't know, and the men today like don't feel as confident as they did in the past. They don't. It's almost like they're condemned for being men. Right. And they, it's like they're more um it's okay to be kind of wimpy I'm not saying all oh, men are like this okay but okay. especially um it, it's it's and as a woman like you don't know are where they fall and it sounds funny but back in the day years ago i think that it was very clear if they were gay or not nowadays there's guys that like like both sides and Maybe they're just kind of wimpy, you know what I mean? And so it's like get that out of the way.
0: But you didn't—you didn't, didn't really—you didn't really have any inkling to that when when he asked you. Did he ask you out, or did you ask him yeah, out?
1: Yeah, you know, he asked me out, and okay. I did. I know my intuition didn't say that at all, but it was like, it was, um, it was that. Uh, I, it's, it's happened. I know two people right now that are having kids with men that are that are gay.
0: So okay, so you felt like just to protect yourself, you wanted to know right right off the bat. Listen, yeah dude, I want to see you... what kind of manny was too right, I want to okay. see how to
1: answer that question
0: right okay you
1: know it's a test we test we test you right so it's also like to see where guys where you're at you know uh, right. as as a conscious man like where are you at and it's not against gay nothing wrong with being gay okay but just owning who you are you are you aren't you know if you're if you are then I don't want to have a dinner with you it's cool let's be friends right so it, the the answer I have for you is like being the man like being a conscious man, that you know you are to be will then attract that person into your life. Cause I promise you when I was, when I met him, I wasn't looking right. and, um, he wasn't looking either. It was one of those times where we were just like being ourselves and dealing, dealing with what we need to deal with. And that's what I teach men is like how to attract a female into your life. Right. And men are, uh, you know, you guys are, um, you know, lions, you go out there and you look for, we hunt, You hunt. We're hunters. Yes. We want you to hunt. We want you to be that man. Yeah. Um, But the hunter also wants to attract. And you guys are actually really powerful attractors. Okay. You can either attract psychos (laughs) <laughs> or not psychos. Right. And so I had this, uh, and we, w- I'm welcome to do the podcast with you, but I had this whole thing that I talk about is how not to date or marry a psycho. Okay. Cause I actually have a checklist. And if that, if she falls on the left and to the right, if she's psycho or not, and there's a difference, here's the difference between psycho and crazy. Cause I'm a little crazy. Okay. I know. <laughs> But the psycho is going to like take your ass down if you get divorced. The right. one. And right. the crazy one, she'll be there for you during the thick and thin, but she's a little crazy out there sometimes. Yeah. That's fun crazy. Maybe she'll look crazy in bed. Uh, that's crazy. That's fun. But psycho is like the little, eh, you just don't want that person in your life. She'll take you down. She'll destroy you. A, cr- a creator it has to be a little crazy. A creator has to be a little crazy. Right. A psycho is a destroyer. Yeah. So that's what you want to make sure you stay away from. And I don't think psychos- I've ever had
0: I've, had, I've had some great relationships and I've had some wonderful dates and all that, but, um, it just seems like nothing ever, nothing ever stays, you know, nothing mm-hmm. just, and, and believe me, I take my own responsibility for, sure. for my side of that. It's, you know, you can't just say <laughs> this one woman was talking to me and I, and I said, Look, I've had all these relationships. It, it can't be that they were all wrong, you know? And so it's always a combination, I think. And then also how evolved you are, I think, is so important. Like you hit it on the head when you said earlier, you said, what kind of man am I that um, a woman would be interested in? And so yeah. I think men do really have to take a, a good, strong look at themselves and say, you know, am, am I somebody that somebody's going to be interested in or you know, do I need to work on different things? So how did you ever, um, obviously you're very intuitive and very bright on this subject. How did you get it in your head that, Hey, I can really help people with this. I mean, how did you get so, um, evolved in this area?
1: Well, um, well, how I, will tell you, this is actually really good for anyone who's like, well, if I want to start a business, but I can't do anything story. Right. So after my, um, blow up of the business and I'm sitting on an island for a year and I'm just kind of staring off into no man's land. And, and I'm not, I'm not very good employable. I'm horribly, I'm very good at being unemployed. Like I'm not a good employee. So, um, I was like, what am I gonna do? I have all the skill set in entrepreneurship online, you know, but I wasn't going to go do real estate because at the time it's like 2006, 2007. I mean, you know, markets crap. Right. So I'm not gonna go tell people to get into real estate for God's sake. What am I gonna do with this skill? Cause yeah. I have a skill, copy skill of online marketing and list building, all this. What do I do? And so I had a friend, John Alanis. You mentioned him before. He's here in Austin, and he goes, you know, you should. Uh, I reached out to a few people, and he goes, you know, you should probably teach men how to talk to women. And I went, really? And he goes, well, no one can ever question you on that. Right, And he's right. I'm a I'm a good looking woman. I've dated a lot. You know, my parents were divorced. I went through the whole experience of my mom dating. It's like I've, I've been around the world of dating and relationships. And I did my own personal massive personal development at this at this point as well. Did a lot of personal development in different seminars. I mean, of course, did that personally. And then um, and then it's something that for myself, it's like no one can ever question me. Well, how do I talk to women? You don't know. You're not an expert. Of course, I'm an expert. I'm a woman. I'll tell you exactly what she's saying. So uh, it was something for myself that I needed at Confidence Booster. I was at, the, I was at the bottom, and I was like, you know, what can I do that I know that no one can ever question me? I wasn't going to go out and teach people how to list build when I had nothing. Right. You know, I hate right, when people sure. do that. Like, I'm going to teach you internet marketing, and I've done shit. I'm like, why don't you do something first and something else? Right. So okay. I started in 2008 or nine, and now this is 2015. I'm just now coming out and saying, hey, now I can teach other people how to do this because I feel that I needed to have – that I, that I build a business from scratch that's my own in a totally random niche and uh, and prove to myself and prove to, you know, just really prove to myself that I could do it. So that's how I got my start. And of course, when I was doing real estate investing, which did help as I traveled the country with men and it was like me and five men. And when you travel with them, you're like with them breakfast, lunch and dinner. And then you're in the minivan when they're farting, you know, like, you know, oh, no, right? no. So, they weren't doing
0: I, that. Tell me. Okay.
1: Of course they were. They're men. They're well, men. wait, wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Now...
1: Not awful like that, but these are, you know, it's Yeah, all but good. how
0: are, how are you don't you find that absolutely disgusting? I'm of a guy. Do. I'm a guy and I, I find it so repulsive when guys do I that. I do, but you it's know, like... <laughs> you're
1: traveling with these guys and you're band, traveling across the country. What am I, you know, what It's am like I the do? baseball
0: team, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: like a baseball team and you just become like immune to it. But what they did do is they would ask me questions because of course, you know, when you're spending that much time with people. Right. Um and, and in in not an office environment. They start talking about their love lives okay. and their women lives, if they would call it or the girl they're they're trying to bang at the moment or whatever. And I would start to coach them like, OK, you're not doing this right. Like if you really, you know, here's what you say. And they would start to do it and they would come back. like, Oh, my God, that worked.
0: Yeah. Holy crap.
1: You okay. know, so I was getting that kind of live feedback. And then I got one friend of mine. I actually hooked him up and then I I I actually coached them through their dating. they ended up getting married.
0: Wow. And, that's yeah, awesome. You must feel very good about that one. I, mean, I did.
1: I went to their wedding. I was like, oh, I introduced them. That's fantastic. But they, but they came, both came to me when they were having, you know, what I call problems in the relationship at the beginning, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And I coached both of them through it. And then they, you know, they're still together to this day. But I think that's kind of, um, I saw that I could help people in the world of communication. Right. And with men specifically... The one tip I, I'll tell you, because it's just the it's just a good tip, is um women talk in feelings. We talk in how I feel, and this is how I feel, and this is what I need, and I need you to feel and and then men are like, you know, fix me. Oh, let me right. fix you for a second. Yeah. And so what I would say is um understanding that a woman talks in feelings. You don't have to talk in feelings. We're not asking you to talk in feelings we're asking you to understand that we talk in feelings.
0: Right. So listen, right? Mm-hmm. When she's talking, just listen.
1: It's more of a, I understand you feel that way.
0: Right. So in other words, when men who are habitual, I will fix this. Where's the problem? Where's the nut and bolt that is loose? Uh, get the wrench and I'll fix it. So w- w- is a woman more apt to be comfortable with a man just saying, I understand and not go rushing to fix the situation. I understand
1: that you feel horrible.
0: Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
1: it's just that simple. I understand you feel really bad.
0: You, you listening to this gentleman out there. Hey, I want to ask, is this new, um, Heather? All, you know, is like this, um, these books that you, you've read, I mean, that you've put out that I'm about to read, um, are they relatively new or have you been doing this for a while now?
1: I think the ones on Amazon that you're talking about, I have like four out, I think those in the last two or three years. Right. So, yeah, they are new. But th- what's fun about uh, dating in the world of communication, it never ends. And when I talk to men on my list, is I say, some people like, well, some people get off my list when they get a girlfriend, which I find funny. I'm like, you think right. just because y'all are now girlfriend, boyfriend, it stops. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm like, no, I actually stay on the list because no matter if you're in a relationship or not, married or not, you still have a mother. You still have maybe a sister. You have co-workers. Maybe you work for a woman. And even in a work environment, women talk the same. Right. And so you have to understand their language. And when you understand their language, you can get so much further in life. And p- some men are like, why do I have to understand their language? I go, because they're half the planet.
0: Right. Like they're half the planet. They're fifty
1: percent. Sometimes fifty one percent, depending on the stats you look at. It's like it's like saying you don't want to understand half the world. It's like why not just understand because we understand you. We do understand you. We're you know, we're kinda forced to, so it's fine, but we also want to be understood.
0: And you ladies are starting to take over the planet in business, too, which is kind of cool. Okay. Not take over it, but, you know, a much, much stronger presence, especially like in the last 10 years, I've noticed like the women are are just doing great out there.
1: You know, I want to say, though, just someone who's out there, you know, not I wouldn't say I'm what I'm called. I'm not out there, but I'm uh, there's two people. Uh, let me explain to you what I mean by a powerful woman. OK, let me kind of give you a world of it. Um I'm gonna name two names for you, okay? Okay. Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly's uh, on Fox News. If you're not a Fox News girl, right? Who I say of those two are what I would call someone who is owning their power as a woman, being a, a powerful woman, being a voice and standing her ground is Megan Kelly. Right. I honestly do not think, feel, connect with that bitch, Hillary. I don't.
0: No, I don't either.
1: She's not a woman to me. She's trying to be something she's not, and so I want you to understand, men, that when I say a powerful woman, I'm not saying someone like her. I, I'm right. not. I'm not condoning that because she's so far off pace of being a powerful woman. She's so off pace. She's not even in the realm a right. powerful woman. Megan hey. Kelly, Carla Fioroni, Those are just people because they're out there right now in the world. You know that are current. Those are what I call women who own who they are as a woman and uh, they're powerful forces.
0: Well, I like it. And I can tell you're, you're one of them. Like you're in that group because I can, I can just, I can feel your passion and your commitment to yourself, which is very, very cool. And um, you know, you're owning your world and your business. I could tell just by, you know, when we first talked on the phone, (laughs) I almost said to you, like, because I, I got your number and I called you and it's like, I said to myself, you better hurry up and say, I'm not selling a Bible here quick or she's going to hang up on me. <laughs> but you graciously took my call, but you were very, um, you were very business like about it. You didn't dither around and like, you know, like what does what this guy want? And then, uh, we got right to the, to the meat of why I called you, which was cool.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you doing and I appreciate you calling. I do appreciate you calling. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I, I like, I tell you the truth, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of women. I like women who are strong, who actually really take control of their life. And um, I like I said, I do a lot of hot yoga, so I'm no dummy. You know, it's like the, the ratio is like 90-10. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Don't you, see, don't you always go like in the second or third row so you can get, see some hot ass?
0: Um, actually... I, 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 mean, I, move, I do. I, I like
1: seeing hot ass in front of me. <laughs> I move
0: around the room a lot, you know, but, but it's like, I always catch myself in downward dog. I'm going, geez, would you stop looking? I mean, it's like, you know, you can't help it. I mean, it's like somebody's behind you and it's like,
1: I, mean, I look at a hot ass woman. I'm like, you have
0: to, to, you have to. It's like, come on, man. It's like, it's right there, there for hot you.
1: Ass. You know, I'm like, oh, I hope someone's looking at my hot ass right now when I'm in <laughs> this downward dog. I'm just hoping somebody else, just somebody give me a little, okay, good. Someone's looking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, oh give God, you I'm a nod me. in the mirror at <laughs> you least, right? Little,
1: <sniffs> yeah. Nice, <you> know? <laughs> yeah. I go to the gym a lot. I just did a figure, I don't know if you know this. It's not very much on my LinkedIn, but I just did a figure contest on my 40th birthday, like on my 40th birthday, I walked across the stage in a tiny bikini and asked people to judge me. So, oh,
0: wow. Uh, go yeah. girl. Now I got to ask you something else. What, did you, are you on one of the covers of your book with black lingerie on?
1: Um, no, that's
0: not me. Okay. Cause I said, damn, what the hell? It was very, it was very, I'd say that that's the girl I want to date right there. But <laughs> Hey, let me, no, let, let me ask you about some of the other things you've been doing with, um, all your books. Um, like, like let's, let's talk about your day just for a minute. As we're getting closer to the end here, um, you have a really, really busy schedule I can tell just by looking at all you're doing like what how do you balance your day and like what do you give me a typical day like what do you work on first like do you, are you involved in a big project right now or how does your day go for Heather
1: wow that's I've never had that question um I, I would love to tell you it's really glamorous um yeah. I talk to my business coach every day okay um I um I get up in the morning and I go to I do a my thirty minute treadmill work, um, good girl. And I walk my dog every morning. Right. Have coffee. I do a business coach every day, and then I start writing. I do a lot of writing every day. I have to write emails. I'm writing in between four to six emails a day because I write. Um, I push out four to five emails a day in some of my lists. Okay. So I'm constantly writing. Is this
0: correspondence writing or is this... No, email like, blast.
1: Email oh, marketing. I see.
0: Got email it. marketing
1: writing. I'm constantly e- mark doing copywriting.
0: Okay. So is this blogs too? Inc- uh, blogs
1: are inclusive in that.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm, that's constant selling. Constant right. selling. That's one thing I learned from my copywriters and Dan Kennedy is one of them and Joe Sugarman is you got to constantly keep writing. Right, 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 right. right. Copy. Sells. And uh, that's that's the main thing I do i um, constantly looking for new offers, writing new offers. And then the next thing is I, uh, do reach out to people, uh, JVs, anyone that has other lists. That's my main life. But the, the big thing is copywriting. I mean, I, that's what I do, you right. know, all day, day in, day out is copywriting. Um, so day- how
0: about you do coaching
1: yeah. too, right? Yeah, I do do coaching. I okay. have cl- coaching clients. I'm right now, um, Doing t- yeah you can go to heatherhavenwood.com on that and coaching clients but my day is mainly full of uh copywriting and coaching and my coaching just kind of opened up the last couple months I've really focused on coaching because one I love it and two um I I'm good at it I, right. I have a pre- guy that I've been coaching now for a year and a half actually and uh a product, he's got a production company so it's not just online marketing he's got a um a production company he's a producer okay right? and uh he's doubled his business
0: it's fantastic because what i
1: work on with him is his copy meaning how does he sell himself how right. does he stop being the guy behind the camera and has become the leader in his business and go sell himself and when you're a guy behind the camera all the time and you're editor producer, and then you're trying to grow a business, you got to do this thing called copywriting, which is selling, you know, it's a different shift. And so I've been working with him on, um, all kinds of things on how to outbound reach out to get more contracts. Cause that's his, that's now his, in my world, I tell him that's his, that's now your new job.
0: How many, how many clients can you handle Heather? Like how, what's comfortable for you? 15.
1: 15, wow. Yeah, I spent nice. a lot of time with them.
0: Yeah, so that's monthly, like 15? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's busy. I mean, it's you've busy. got all these other things going on.
1: Yeah, it, it is, but I spend a lot of time with my clients, so I, I don't take more than that. So my coaching fees are not cheap.
0: Right, because you mm-hmm. get results.
1: I get results, yeah. yeah. Every, and it's, I've been getting results for years. And so, um, honestly, when I work with people one, it's someone who's really ready to take on their business, to double it or triple it. Right. Someone who's willing to stretch themselves. Uh, not someone who just re- wants to outsource everything. I'm not a big believer in outsourcing everything. I'm right. not believing that. What the, hell, what the hell is being an entrepreneur if you're just a big manager? Yeah. That's not entrepreneurship. So... Yeah, um,
0: I agree. I think I like um, the personal touch of, um, you know, like I, I reach out for guests and... You know, I automate the process of find me people that, you know, here's here the parameters to get me, you know, lists and things. But I make every call, you know, and it's and the emails are important. Like you said, the copyright, how you communicate with them. If you're going to develop a relationship, I think you have to put that kind of time in.
1: Absolutely. you You did that. I think if I if you if your assistant had called me, let's say. It wouldn't have gone the way it gone. I'd been like, Well, yeah, let him call and you know, you can here's a link. Right. Or something like that. You know what I mean? I probably would have sent a link and said, Well, you know, see if he wants to talk, then I'll I'll see.
0: Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Um But it you put up the phone, you called me. I knew that you were the you know, the guy. You're the one. There was no, there was no assistant here. Right. And I was like, great. I like you. Let's do this. I looked at what you did and like, let's, let's book this. Yeah. I think that's what people forget. We all want to outsource everything and think that's being an entrepreneur. And the number one thing entrepreneurs want to outsource is sales. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. And when the, the guy who's the client, who's a producer, he, I think can't and tell you how many times he's like, can I just hire you to do this? Might yeah. <laughs> uh, you're hiring me to teach you to do this because I want to teach you how to fish. Right. And you will grow your business. You leave sales up to somebody else, forget it.
0: Right. So one of the things I think we have in common is I can safely assume we both love the work. Yes, <laughs> I mean that's I, I enjoy it so much, you know. Hey, listen, I wanted to thank you so much for being on the show as we're winding down. So let's just give everybody the website of best way to reach Heather and um, Heather. Any parting words on you know what you what you would like to tell people about about the business. Anything you want to just add into the conversations we just had about your products and so forth?
1: Yeah, I'll um, so I'll give you my website so you can Great. check this out first. Uh, so heatherhavenwood.com and then for women, who, more with the sexy boss, sexybossinc.com. And for you men out there who want to learn how to communicate with us, you can go to datingtriggers.com. Dot com
0: dating triggers hey let's talk about that real quick before yeah. we hang just tell us just give us the snapshot of that what it's it's got a really great handle dating yeah. triggers
1: <laughs> thank you thank you just uh, the the tag or the site is it's the, well, sorry the product's called dating up how to date um, younger women no matter if you're fat ugly or broke <laughs> okay, Fun. okay. Um, but it's really that's just get on my list it's all about how to communicate with women. There's three women that talk to you. It's me, and Ashley, and Amanda. Ashley talks to you about sex and uh, G spots and how to get her wet and come and all kinds of fun stuff. I can say that right? We're on oh, podcast. Cool. Uh, yeah. Fox News. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, um, Amanda. Amanda does send you a hot, sexy picture of the day, and they're smoking hot, guys. So uh, I'm again the list. You're welcome to go check that out at dayintriggers.com. And so I send my guys, uh, Amanda sends, well, actually, I don't. Amanda sends the guys a hot picture of the day every day at 12 o'clock. Okay. To get you guys up and rolling because you guys are, you know, you're visual. So and this then,
0: inspires men to go out there and really date.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And then Ashley talks to you guys how to, you know, get her G-spot going.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And how to get her, and then I talk to you about how to communicate
0: got to get her into bed. Wow, you guys got like the whole team thing going there. We do. I like that. Yeah, that is really awesome.
1: Team. It's Amanda, Ashley, uh, and Amanda. Yeah, Amanda, Ashley, Heather. That's me. That's uh, the team.
0: That's fantastic. That's I like it. Thank I like you. it very much. But
1: I want to say one thing. Here's my uh, a life lesson. Okay. That I have a few life lessons. that are actually sitting, right. I'm staring at them right now. I look at them all the time. Okay. But here's one that I... That this is these are these are the life lessons, by the way, I wrote these down still in the same piece of paper when I was in Marco Island on that island of like my life, you okay. know, and I had to like rewrite my my rules of life. And this is one of them. Um, the one is never keep anyone in my life. That's not part of my fan club. OK. And uh, this includes family. Right. Yeah. It's a, a good keep, lesson. It's a key piece to success. I'm not saying like, you know, right off the world, okay? But what I am saying is be really careful is who's in your world. And you can have people in your world that necessarily aren't in your life. You know what I mean? Like people that are family, they're in your world. Can't necessarily kill them off. Right. But they're they're not in your life.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: Yeah. So I hear you. It, it, my, one of my coaches back then said, imagine... You're walking down New Orleans Bourbon Street. And if you've been down there, up, you know, there are the balconies.
0: Mm-hmm. I have not, and, but I know where you're talking about. Yeah,
1: you get the feel, right? There's balconies and then there's gutters. Right. And you're walking down the street and everyone that you know is either in one or two places. They're either in the gutters grabbing on your heels or they're in the balconies cheering you on. Great. Yep. And you want to make sure you're clear where they're at.
0: So that is really, that's those are amazing pearls of wisdom because what I'm hearing is we, we make these mistakes where we say, well, I've known this person so mm-hmm. long, so I have to like, even though they're not a fan of me, my music, my sports, my whatever I do in life, I keep including them when it doesn't serve you, right?
1: Exactly. It yeah. doesn't matter how long you've known them. Some people... Yeah, I agree with that. I had a friend of mine who had that. He, I've known him since high school. I'm like, well, let's look at his life for a second. He's a complete loser. He's been out of jail, in out of jail three times. Every time he calls you, he needs money. Really? Right. Like, is this a person who's a fan of, no, he's a destroyer. Get him out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I had to do that in my own life. I had to take inventory first before I could ever teach you or share that with you. I had to like inventory for me first, the people in my life. I was letting people in my life that were grabbers of my heels and i i had to you know turn some relationships down friendships down all kinds of stuff you know i have to so i'm careful now who i let in my life
0: power to you girl what else do you have on that paper anything else
1: (laughs) um yeah if you want to yeah happy to share okay yeah and this is another one never stay where my presence is not valued great yeah same because kind of it's the presence. If your presence is not valued, meaning like you're loved and you're appreciated for being there, and you at the vice versa, then uh, why be there? Why force yourself into a situation where they don't value you? It could be in any situation—social or not, you know, business or not, it's like family or not, family yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so absolutely.
0: so what ends up happening is we end up seeking out where we are valued. Right? Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and it's so much
1: a happier place when you walk into a space, you know, social environment or business environment where you know you're valued and it's easier to value them. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can have a better business or a social relationship when you're both valued. And it's like walk away from the table. It's okay to walk away from the table or that social environment. It's okay. You're giving me
0: pearls here, girl. Giving me pearls.
1: Pearls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to say thank you. And and the last thing I want to say to everyone, uh, I know that you're – list is geared towards artists and entrepreneurs i believe that artists are are entrepreneurs and they truly are the um the creators of our universe i don't consider myself artistic or any way i cannot play a guitar i cannot sing yeah uh, but you're not, doing comedy
0: I'm, you told me so i give you props for that i I'm told trying, you how brave you are for I'm doing trying
1: that to do stand up i'm trying that's yeah.
0: awesome a cheers, so, man.
1: <laughs> so I just want to acknowledge every single person for their art and in the world, whatever that art is. Acknowledge you for your art. Well, this is-
0: thank you, Heather. I appreciate and I appreciate you know you reaching out back, you know, you you just getting on this show so quickly. I mean, I love your 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 triple A personality. It was wonderful. And I love the show that you being a part of Dharmic Evolution. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Absolutely
0: never keep anyone in your life that is not part of your fan club they're either in the gutter grabbing at your heels or in the balcony cheering you on and never stay where your presence is not welcome pearls of wisdom from our new friend from austin texas the chief sexy boss heather ann havenwood so swing over to her website and find out more about what heather has to offer you guys And also head over to DharmicEvolution.com for all the shows, photos, links, videos, bios of the guests. One swipe with your mouse. You can cruise through all the shows and check out how we're stacking the cool guest by guest. And if you have not done so yet, also please subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. We love when you do this. And for all those who have done so already, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to us here at the Dharmic Evolution Mansion. And don't forget, the download is free, but the content, it's priceless. Hey, tune in on Wednesday, November 22nd to hear Jessica Malo from Los Angeles, California with some killer pop rock. She's got Kelly Clarkson-type vocal chops. I think you're going to love it. Thanks for being here today on the Dharmic Evo- Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. Until next time, I'll see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage.